Right, I lied. Jordan Peelface. Hello. What's up? What's happening? How you doing? Did you just call me Jordan Peelface? I just called you Jordan Peelface. Is that the opinion? Do I look like Jordan Peele? I don't think so. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever heard that. Don't ambush me with that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we got a special guest up here for this pod. A uh, good friend of the show. Uh, introduce yourself to the people. Hey, everybody. Vincent Cunningham, friend of Corey, friend of Melissa. Hanging out. Thank you for having me. <laughs> What's uh what's new and different, man? What's new and different? I don't know, man. I'm uh uh I'm just writing a lot. That's my that's my that's my job. I, I write. Sometimes I interview people. Um so finishing up some some pieces of uh of writing. Um I started being a theater critic last year, which is really interesting. It's really cool. So going to a lot of plays, writing down what I think. It's pretty cool. What's up with you, man? Hold on, hold on. We're not just gonna skim over that theater critic. Uh, any good ones that you've you've seen? Want to see? Um, there's one that's really good. It's called The Soldier's Story. It's got uh David Allen Greer, who is like you know, to me like a legend. You know, he's somebody I've been like laughing at since I was a kid. It's got Blair Underwood. It's about this um, military company in the South that is like segregated and the character that David Allen Greer plays is this sort of like um, self-hating black man who is making a lot of trouble for the, um, or has made a lot of trouble for the, uh, the black soldiers that he's kind of in charge of and how that, at the beginning we find out that he died, right? And so at, throughout the play, we're trying to figure out how that happened. It's well, really good. alert. Jeez. No, that's literally that's the first possible thing that happens. Like it's like the first thing you see. Like so that's not that's not at all a spoiler. It's like a who done it. It's like a mystery. <laughs> um so yeah. That's probably the best thing, especially like on Broadway that I've seen. Right. Pretty good. Can't complain. Was he funny for the two seconds they was in it? Well, no, it's like so then they show him in flashbacks in the thing. So like he uh-huh. dies at the beginning, but then it's like Here's how we got to this point. So he's still like on stage a lot, um, even though it's not like he's acting with Blair Underwood. Blair Underwood is like the guy who's still alive and he's like doing the investigation to find out. So no, he's not. I mean, he's a little bit funny because David Allen Gray is funny, but he's mostly just kind of like menacing and scary and um, uh, I don't know, kind of gross, but in a great way. But sometimes he's funny before you kind of realize how, you know, how sort of evil this this character is. Um, Blair Underwood's all right. There was like a moment where it was definitely like a for the ladies moment where he's just like putting on his shirt. Like he's like, okay, sh-. yeah. They just like for no. It was like literally just so um, everyone in the crowd could be like, ooh. It like there was like a howl that went across. I was like, uh, is this theater? This, excuse me. Um, <laughs> Enough. All right. Um, but you know, I I can see it. But so that was the thing. It was good. This isn't a Tyler Perry thing, Blair. Keep your shirt on. <laughs> exactly. But you know what? It was one of those moments. Like Everybody just was like, you know what? Yes, there's a serious story happening, but I would like to. Um, yeah. It's for All the right. ladies. Well, Enough of that. that yeah. That's kind of creepy and weird. Yeah, that, that's that's something that happened. Uh, you said, how am I? Uh, I'm good. Yeah, how are you? I guess uh, mental space is a, a real important thing. Taking that the time and the breaks that you need, all that great stuff that people don't ever really do. Uh, I think that's one of the main reasons why one of our tags has been get your excuses ready. Uh, to let people know, like, you get these paid days off for a reason. Not to just hoard them and roll them over like AT&T minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah. you... Use your days so you can. Everybody needs time to step away, recoup, and then come back. But yeah, I'm I'm good, man. Coming off of a uh, Valentine's Day, which the NBA is gonna have to do something about changing All Star Weekend. Yeah. Because 
Yeah. Me trying to sneak and watch the dunk contest while I'm trying to be on a date is <laughs> not, not cool. It's weird because you think like, okay, it's President's Day weekend and like nobody gives a shit about President's Day weekend. So it's like, okay, you know, that's fine. But everybody cares about Valentine's Day and it's the same <laughs> weekend. So it's, no, yeah, that is tough. Um, but, it's, you know, it's, it, Valentine's Day is fine. But I also, you know, you got to get the dunk contest in. You got to watch the dunk contest. Uh, all right. Before we dunk contest All Star Weekend is up. What you do for Valentine's Day? Do you put a whole pressure on yourself? Um, no, I just try to get what my wife says she wants. <laughs> That's just That's different, it. isn't it? That's different saying that, huh? Yeah. No, your wife. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, I just you just try to you just gotta do the stuff. Renee's not she's not like a um like a surprises type. She knows what she wants. And you just gotta you gotta deliver, and then you know then you go you know the the one variable is you then you find a nice place to go to dinner. We found a nice place um, in Brooklyn to go, and it was it was fine. Like it was everything that needed to happen happened, so it was good. What did you get for Valentine's Day? We're gonna change this narrative. What? (laughs) I got a couple books. I didn't. I was supposed to tell her what book. I said I wanted books, but I was I, I was supposed to tell her which ones I wanted. I did not do that. And then she just got me good ones. And they're like all things that I would want and will read. So it was fantastic. It was good. But I mean, so that happened. But I mean, is it really for the guy? It's not really for, I mean, I don't no, know. But we're going to change this narrative. Valentine's Day should not be, I just get you something and you repackage uh, your vagina to me again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, everybody's happy to. I mean, it's it's fantastic when there is an exchange of privates, but <laughs> it is nice also to get gifts. That's true. No, uh, Tiff knows that I, I said there early on, I don't really care for Valentine's Day because I can do for you throughout the year. I don't need one day on a calendar to be like, hey, you should probably do something nice. But I get it. And yeah. I understand more so like in a working environment. Valentine's Day really isn't for your wife, your girlfriend. It's for her coworkers. She doesn't want to be the only person that doesn't get anything. You, that's that is the thing to avoid. You don't want it to be like, yeah, well, actually, we watch Netflix. Then that's where, you know, it can get bad. Yeah, we got a rocket taking off over there, man. What's what's happening? Oh damn! I'm sorry. Um, I'm gonna go into my room. They, no, um, hey, I love it. I, I love it. But they're, yeah, they're, they're fixing that right. elevator in my building. Tell them, niggas, tell them niggas. Tell them niggas. People at work. No, but uh, that's my my spiel on Valentine's Day. It's necessary for the women, but not really men. Like as long as you pay the bills, women are happy. And not even happy. They're just ex- they just expect that like to be the thing. They wake up. Oh, lights are on. Well, take your sorry ass to work. It's not really like a thank you for, hey, the Wi-Fi, it's working still. Or, hey, we got hot water. I appreciate you. But whatever. All-Star Weekend, how did you feel about it? God damn it. Yeah, so women don't care if bills are paid or not. It's just like almost expected. Not even a thank you. Hey, lights on this this month. Thank you. <laughs> hey, we got a place to stay for another month. Hey, appreciate you. They don't care. But yeah. Also, weekend. How'd you feel about it? Highs and lows for you. Um, how did I feel about it? I thought that the new um, format for the game was great. I thought that was fantastic. I really enjoyed that. I wish that. Uh, my man Ben Simmons would have been in at the end of the game, but that's like, you know, that's some like, you know, he's a young guy, so they can't let him in kind of stuff. Um, so I thought that was good. I thought that Aaron Gordon was robbed yet again. Again. Yet again. Um, this man is one, the, probably the best uh, dunk contest dunker we've had in the last five years. I mean, Zach Levine is pretty great. But I think Aaron Gordon, if you take all of his dunks, he's probably had the best dunks um, for like the past five years and has not won it. So that, that was that was crap. That dunk where um, he got the ball off the side of the uh, backboard and 
caught the ball in one hand and then spun around like he was a statue in the middle of a pool <laughs> and then just dunked it. Like, wait, you didn't need to palm that? You, you're just going to hold it like it's a platter? Um, that was ridiculous. And to me, it was the best dunk I saw the whole time. And I think the person that, you know, had the best dunk should probably win. Um, that well, was... the person that averages a 49.5 and still doesn't win. That was crazy to me in itself. Like, okay, so... That's ridiculous. He can average a 49.5 and still lose. Nothing, nothing to take away from uh, Jones Jr., the boy was he was dunking, but I felt like he did the same dunk six times. Right. It was just right. different variations of under the leg and blah 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 blah. Um, if I were a judge, the only way I would have been able to justify Aaron Gordon losing was, oh okay, he he didn't dunk everything the first attempt. That would have been my only justification for right. a low score for him. Would have been. Yeah, he didn't do everything on the first attempt. But when I'm sitting there watching this thing out at dinner, and which is <laughs> which is okay, because Tiffany's okay with me. Uh, she knows, all right, he's into sports, so she's okay. We go out to eat. I can watch a dunk contest. I can. Go so you had the, you had it on at the table. You're a no, hero. It the, no, it was on at the bar. Right? Oh, okay, okay. I'm thinking you had it like had league pass on on your phone. No, 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 like, no. It was what? on not bar. We were at Sangria Cafe, and it was on on the TVs. Fantastic. You couldn't get no sound, but you, it was just there, so you could get the picture. You can see it. Um, yeah, we watched the three-point shootout in the house. I do like the uh, the little new zones that they added. I thought All-Star Weekend was going to be trash, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, I really wasn't here for it, but uh, I liked the three-point shootout. Dunk contest, I really enjoyed. I kept saying... Let these niggas dunk all night. I have nothing but time. <laughs> like, I no, it was good. It was good. Every time, I'm like, let them keep going. Because it was the first time we had that where, they, where the judges were letting them battle. I just feel like uh, either you end that in co-winners or Aaron Gordon. Like, they have yeah. one more uh, sudden death, best dunk here, takes it. But Yeah, they messed up. They must. Uh, they need to get Zion needs to do it next year. That's the, that that he needs to that needs to be in his contract. He needs to lose his job if he doesn't do a dunk contest <laughs> at, at least one once in his career. I will not. I will not have it. One my, time. My only issue with Zion doing it is: Are we going to get uh, somebody that's dunking off of the hype, or somebody that can actually dunk? Um, because when that clip. Sneaked out with Zach Levine doing a 360 from the foul line. I'm like, oh my God. if they're not doing anything like this, I don't want. <laughs> right, that was amazing. I really, I mean, I've never really like gotten crazy over a missed dunk like that. That was incredible. <laughs> he, the way he spun, man. If he would have put that down, and if he's doing that with the camera on, you know he's done that dunk. Zach Levine has made that dunk before in his life. He probably made it right after the missed missed attempt. So I just yeah, but no, Zion is not all hype. Zion's amazing. I'm not saying he's not all hype. I'm saying him in a dunk contest. I don't want him to win off of merit just because he's there. That's true. I mean, that's true. But I mean, we've had a lot of that. Blake Blake Griffin, that overrated dunk over the Kia. There's been a, that's happened a couple of times. Uh, Dwight Howard, the dunk that wasn't really a dunk when he had the his layup, um, the Superman thing on when he threw it in. Um, this is not recycling. You can't win like that. So yeah. there's a couple times that that's happened, but Zion is, I think he should do it. I, I would be excited to see um, what he could put together because he can jump obviously high, but he can also jump far. We've seen a couple of blocks of his where he's like, you know, jumping from God knows where to get all the way over to where the, the, the shooter is. So he's got the whole package. He should do it. Zion is the epitome of a uh, field Negro. <laughs> Well, Zion seems to have, I mean, eaten only like clay and car parts for the first <laughs> uh, like 15 years of his life. Who? How do you get that big? <laughs> how do you get that big? Just the occasional yam. That's it. <laughs> that guy's too big. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um. 
as far as the All Star game itself, I start, I'm I need to start a petition. Kyle Lowry does not belong in an All Star appearance ever again. And I don't know why year after year his bum ass finds a way to be in a game at points where he doesn't need to be in a game. <laughs> but you know what? I it's weird, right? Like. Is he one of the ten best players in the NBA? No. No. So should so does he deserve to be in the All Star game? Yes, because no, he's the leader of a team that is doing incredible, like second in the East. He one hundred percent deserves to be there. I he mean, gave us Pascal Siakam. We don't need Pascal and <laughs> Kyle. Lowry. But the thing about Kyle Lowry, right? And like, first of all, like you know. On my worst days, I share a physique, a physique with Kyle Lowry, so like I'm very, <laughs> I'm into him. Like he just is kind of goals for me. Like whenever I think like maybe I could get my hoop dreams back, it's always in the form of being Kyle Lowry. Um, but also, in a game like this one, right where it was like at the end, like they were actually playing and like you know work on the refs and playing D and trying to draw charges and stuff like that. He's great to have in that kind of game. He really, he is. He's like he's that he's that kind of gritted out kind of guy. So at the end, I found myself um, ultimately glad to have him there. I, I I'll be happy, and I said this, and I will continue to say this year after year. If Kyle Lowry never sniffs an All Star arena again in his career, only because, fam. Check his Yelp reviews. Every time this nigga's in an All Star game, he is trash. <laughs> <laughs> he's not he's not an all-star game player he's 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 not gonna do any dunks for you he's not gonna give you the killer cross he's i do i appreciate him i was glad that he won a title last year i think that he is um kind of underrated in some ways um but no he is not who you want to see out there doing globetrotter stuff in the all-star game it's true Joe Budden put it perfectly. Kyle Lowry is Raymond Felton with Drake's phone number. <laughs> That's disrespectful. <laughs> He's much better. I have I have had to root for Ray Felton, so I can tell you firsthand that um, no, he is not. They, again, they did once again share a physique. They have the same. They are built. They're both built pretty bad, but that's disrespectful. Um, I, I like the format of the game as well. I do think it needs to end on a um, by two, though, because that ended it on a field goal. Like, I, you don't know how much anxiety I had in the last minutes, rather. being Well, it's not time, but minutes to me looking at the game saying, okay, well, we're at 155. Who's going to win? We're at 154. Who's going to win? Mm-hmm. For it to end on a free throw, I was like, come on, man. You can't bring this up and then have it end. And I said right before, I said, watch him miss both free throws now because they want to do some stupid crap. Watch him miss both free throws. Why wasn't Luka in in those pivotal moments? Why wasn't Trey Young in in those pivotal moments? Well, before that, Giannis should never pick an all-star team again because LeBron, I thought LeBron's team was going to win by 50. Yeah, he, this is the second year in a row where he hasn't done a great job. He picks... Too many bigs, and he doesn't – I don't know what that's about. I think – I don't know. He doesn't even pick teams that he would be good at playing on because he's <laughs> – seriously, like, he's best with, like, you know, Chris Middleton and a bunch of small guys. Like, he's best with shooters. And then he's out there with, like – he's starting the game with Joel Embiid. It's it's weird. I mean, it's not – again, it's not really a basketball game until the end, so I guess it doesn't matter until – but then at the fourth quarter, it, like, does really matter. So, yeah, he doesn't do a great job. But when you're that good, I guess you don't have to be a good, like, GM, too. I think next year with uh, KD coming back, with a healthy Kyrie playing all year, with Steph and Clay, uh, that format's going to be crazy. It's going to be amazing. Um, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I All I could think of, but that's all I've thought of all year. I've been kind of disappointed all year. I just want to watch Steph Curry play. Um, and that's what I was thinking. This time. I was just like, I just want, want to see Steph out here. It's good. This would be amazing. But he does bring a level of excitement to the game that you don't really think you miss until it's not there anymore. He makes Steph Curry makes everything fun. Like, I think that there has been a way of like weirdly, like he gets a lot of props, but I th- still think sometimes he's underrated. Like how he like 
truly changed everything and changed just made everything fun like made every game like a carnival and i think this year you can see like you can see what you're missing besides the fact that draymond green looks like he wants to commit a murder every game um (laughs) there's also just like there's a fun that's missing yeah that's evident even with the three-point shootout with them uh putting out the the wider range three like that's Steph's games and he's influenced that change because people now are trying to pull up from half court because they've seen him do it and he's had the green light. Steve Kerr's just like, hey, let it grow, let it go. Anybody yeah. else, sit your ass on this bench. <laughs> but but it's true. Like now, there's a lot of guys that play that way. I mean, one thing that's like one saving grace has been how amazing Dame Lillard is this year, and he's playing the game that nobody played before Steph did. He pulls up from anywhere. I mean, like, he just pulls up. And it's great. It's like, and what's crazy is that even when you're watching Dame do 40 and 50 and da-da-da, you're still like, yeah, and Steph Curry's better than this guy, you know? Um, (laughs) So it's just like, how good is that guy? I mean, it's just like a way to appreciate him even more. The uh, One last thing before we get off of this and move on to something else. Um... Dunk contest, I do not want to see Candace Parker as a judge. I do not want to see T'Challa as a judge. I do not want to see Common as a judge. There should have been people that actually have experienced dunking. Dwayne Wade, you're not off the hook because you're going to be the segue into the next topic. But I don't want to see Common or T'Challa or Candace Parker as judges in a dunk contest. Scotty Pippen, I get it because he's from Chicago. Okay, Scott ain't never been in no dunk contest. Well, but you know he has a great he has a great dunk. I mean, he has a an iconic dunk, though over Ewing. You know, even though it's not a dunk contest, dunk, you know he's got some experience. And I would say I disagree. I agree about Common. I don't want I don't want Common doing really anything. But <laughs> I disagree about Candace Parker. She's a, a great basketball. She's awesome on TV. I have been, I have enjoyed her on TV, and I think that she has watched basketball of all kinds, uh, men's, women's, whatever. I, I, I want to hear what Candace Parker has to say. I do not want to hear what Common has to say. I know it's Chicago again, like you said, um, but find, find somebody else. Here's my thing: Candace, the announcer, is great. Candace as a judge in an all like a dunk contest eh, because you're not. Not hearing her speak, you're seeing her judge other people on dunks. Be a fan. Be a fan, but don't be a judge. That's just me. Uh, uh, I'm Tim Candace, man. Tim Candace. Just get rid of comment. Uh, um, Dwayne Wade got a lot of flack because uh, he kind of screwed everything over. He said they said he was. I guess he's a scapegoat for people not knowing how to do math because he said uh, the plan was for everybody to do a tie. And uh-huh. he started with a nine and claims that the, there were other judges that had nines as well. Um, there's one thing I saw and we can we can either go dance over it or hit it head on. But I saw one comment that said Dwayne Wade's nine identifies as a ten. That's messed up. Leave his son alone. <laughs> People are assholes. Um, I, I, saw that, I saw that on the, the Twitter, and I was like, okay, that's okay. Well, you know what? I don't believe Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade, I love him. I am. I give him all the respect um, that he deserves. He has been a villain his whole career to me. Dwayne Wade, uh, I'm glad that we're not on here with Melissa because I, I don't want to be in a fight with her. I, 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 respect, <laughs> I respect her. I, um, I, I love her basketball fandom. Dwayne is a villain. And, and he knew what he was doing. He did that on purpose so that he could get a Miami guy a win. I do not believe that he was confused. That I was he had, he some Dwayne him. Wade villain stuff. Yeah, that's what it was. Um, he can pretend all day long. He he's still got the fix in for the Miami guys, and uh, so that's 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 my read on that. Yeah, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was Miami bias when I saw it. I said, "Come on, Wade, come on." You know, good and well, the other guy from Florida should have won that. But um, 
Hello? I, I, yeah, I was, I was oh, going to say, I'm going to ask you this, and it's not necessarily a yes or no question, but if you're in Dwayne's shoes switching gears now, how do you respond to either the backlash or praise that he's getting for his daughter? Um, I If, if I'm him, I, I, I guess it's hard for me to even put myself in his shoes, you know, because it's all so public. Yeah. And um, I, I guess that must have been a conversation in their home that like, um, not only, of course, they're going to accept and love their kid no matter what. Of course, like that's that's what he should do. Um, I, I I guess it must have been a conversation in their home also, though, to make to, you know, he's he's basically like on a press run about it. Um, yeah. And that's what yeah. I, you know, I, I don't. And so I guess that's like, you know, just how they decided they wanted to deal with it. And I guess I could understand that. It's like either way, people are going to be like asking what's up with this kid saying, oh, did you did you know? And it's going to be a rumor thing. So I guess maybe the, the play is we're just going to, you know, we're going to make a thing about it and, and maybe help some other people that are going through the same thing, this and that. So, um, you know, it's just like it's hard to imagine even being that famous and therefore like. All these people come in. To me, I think that is corny for a, a man to um, comment on another man's son, to me. So Boosie, um, Thug, people that I love, by the way. Young Thug is like one of my favorite artists. Um, mm -hmm. Just, you know, I saw some tweets, some this and that. I think that's corny. I think, um, yes, he is making it public. I get that. But at the same time, um, I, I feel like all famous people know each other. I just like have that belief. <laughs> like yeah. you either have D Wade's phone number or uh, could find a way to get it. So if you are actually concerned about his son, you should find a way to get D Wade's phone number and 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 talk to D Wade. Um, yeah. I don't, you know, I I don't like that. Um, I'm a comment on this other person's child over social media. So that you know, that's. So, I mean, if it was me, I would probably be freaking out and calling those people like, yo, like, you need to, we need to have a real conversation. Um, but, I, I mean, he's probably just trying to play it cool, which, he's, which is what he should do. I don't know. You know the part that's uh, interesting, because you're a parent as well. Um, but as a parent, regardless, and the thing that I may feel uncomfortable with about the whole thing is that it feels like it is a press run for it. But... The thing, like, as a parent, like, your stance is to be behind your child, regardless, right, wrong, indifferent, um, showing support of your child. I think as, as a parent, that's paramount to anything. Would you disagree? Supporting your child, no matter what. Absolutely. That's your, that's your support, protect, affirm, all those things. That's important. Right. Now, I think... Um, Not that Dwayne is wrong. I'm not saying that. And that's not my approach at all. That's not my thought process. I do feel like a conversation at some point should be held within the household because just me personally, I don't think a 12-year-old is capable of making such not bold decisions, but decisions that are impactful not only for their lives now, but for the future. I don't think a 12-year-old has that maturity level to decide um, stuff like that for themselves so young. To me, it's like, I don't know, man. I, I look back at um, how we, you know, I've, I've known you since before we were 12 years old. And I don't know. I felt like, I, I feel like I did know certainly what kind of stuff I like and what kind of how I fit in the world in terms of my, you know, I, ne I, I never had a compulsion to be, uh, to identify with a different gender than the one that I sort of was assigned or came with at birth. You know, I never had that. So I don't know how that would feel, you know what I'm saying? Um, and I think one thing, one thing that I, you know, again, like other people commenting on it, there, a lot of people are coming out saying like, oh, like don't talking about this kid's genitals and all this kind of stuff. They didn't say he was getting surgery. 
So it's not yeah. like he's making an irreversible decision or this or that. Like he's talking about how he wants to show up in the world. So um, I don't know, man. And I'm sure they had a lot of conversations, you know. So to me, it's like just because I know, like you said, I, I have a daughter. You have a son and a daughter. I I have a very bad aversion to people, you know, when people um, talk about how other people parent, you know, just yeah. because because, you know. Yeah. It's it's so hard to be a parent. It's so hard, and and Dwayne Wade is like, you know, to your point, to our point about the All Star game. Like, this is a, just a dude from Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not, mm-hmm. he's rich now, but he wasn't always rich, and he, you know, he's a certain kind of person now, but that wasn't always so. So, you know, he had to like learn a lot in this process. Like, even like he, he said, still learning. Probably exactly. still learning. Exactly. So like, like he said, I've been in locker rooms, I've said all type of stuff that I, you know, shouldn't have said, call people out of their name, this and that. So he, you know, he's coming a long way in all this. And like, I'm sure they're going to have bumps along the way. But to me, it's like, long as his child seems like they're okay, like, I don't know. My, my, uh, my last point, not on this, but in general, is that as a parent, and no, I can't tell someone how to parent because I don't know what I'm doing half the time. It's trial and error. I have two, and you can't parent one the same you parent the other. That's a given. Mm-hmm. The same In the same conversation, I think there are very blurred lines between love and acceptance. That's true. I think they're very blurred lines between love and acceptance and not just in D Wade's case. I'm talking all around. I can love you, but if you're a, a habitual thief, I don't have to accept that behavior, so to speak, but that doesn't mean that I don't love you. I think in a broader scope of the conversation, not just D Wade here, but in a broader stroke broader stroke of the conversation period people are more wanting to be accepting yeah i accept i accept i accept and forgetting the love part right yeah love yeah yeah love means a lot of things right sometimes love means sometimes love totally means acceptance sometimes you know with your for example like with your wife you know there's just ways in which you have to change or you're just not going to work. You you start in a marriage and you think like, all right, like love means I'm going to just convince you to be just like me. And like, no, that is not what happens, actually. You have to accept yeah. stuff. They have to accept stuff, whatever. Sometimes love means like correction. Some, you know, love means that you want the good of the other person. So that means sometimes that says, hey, that, like that's not really, that's not it. You need to look at that, right? Um, and that's like the hard part of love. You, you, if you really mess with somebody, sometimes you tell them, you know, it's not good. Um, but, you know, I think there's a lot of things where, you know, and this goes to like whether it's um, people, let's say in, you know, whether it's like in, even in churches or even, or within families, there's a lot of stuff that has never really been spoken that people have been dealing for, with for years and years and generations and generations, and they haven't really been able, they haven't spoken up about it, right? Like, so, um, yes, you might have, you know, things that you can't find your way to accept because like, you know, whatever. Um, but sometimes, you know, there's, it's not just, the options aren't always just like either accept or not accept. Sometimes the yeah. the 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 option is just to 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 wait, you know, and mm-hmm. just be with somebody, you know, like you know that word in the Bible that I always I'm, I'm not about to preach, you know that that but always it's like abide, wow. you know. Sometimes God just abides with it, you know. You could be wrong, you could be you might just not understand, and you might think it's wrong, but it's like when somebody really explains to you what the thing is. You might understand. So sometimes you, it's wise not to jump to say yay or nay. Just, all right, tell me about this, you know? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's how, sometimes that's how you, you, you both, you grow together. 
you you gave me uh two talking points uh i'm gonna ask you kind of moving from this into something lighthearted. what's one of the biggest adjustments you've had to make as a recently married man the 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 biggest adjustment i've had to make i don't know about you but like It's a couple of them, but I, I would say the biggest thing, I think the mental thing you have to do when you get married, you know, it's in April, it'll be two years, so it still feels very new to me. Um, hey. Hey. But the biggest thing that you have, this is like relationships, not just marriages, but, it, you know, as you get married, it's like it, it deepens, is that you have to always remember that your way of um, loving somebody is not their way of loving, you know? Yeah. And you can't expect them to act like you and you can't expect them to take what you do the way that, that you would take it. And you can't, you know, um, you can't tell them what they meant when they said X, Y, and Z, you know, um, even if it's just like tone, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, we're often talking about tone, you know, like, give, like, give me that. That was a nice mature answer. What's the immature answer to your uh biggest uh either personal change or just in general immature i don't know man uh i don't know what's yours i, I got now i need to, to think what's yours what what is the biggest thing for you uh <laughs> i i laugh all the time but um Women in general just have a nurturing demeanor about them. And sometimes Tiffany will say something to me and I'm like, fam, your kids are over there. I'm a whole grown ass adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like one of my favorite things to do, and thank you, Bernie Mac, rest in peace. My favorite things to do is to be like, like she'll say something and I'll go right into that bit from Kings of Comedy where I'm like, do this. Sit there. Sit <laughs> there. <laughs> like I go right into that and she gets like what I'm doing when I do that because it's like fam alright like the other day we went out somewhere and she was like trying to help me find a parking spot but it was so much <laughs> it was so much stuff prior to the hey find a parking spot that I just looked at it, I was like yo fam you alright what's up you good this morning <laughs> because it was just like why are you riding me like this pause whatever you want to put there but it's like fam leave me the hell <laughs> leave me the hell alone for two seconds but no I say that uh, as the immature thing but also with that um, living with somebody living with somebody is tough it's tough living with somebody that's they, they got live with my brother and other niggas when I was in college. Like I, I my roommates were always niggas. So I was like, okay. <laughs> right. This living with a female is different, different. It's 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 a lot different. Cause like you got all these emotions, you got all these things that like, you know, you can't you get in an argument, you can't run from that. You gotta kinda you gotta stick in there. And you have different, you know, rhythms. I I guess I could be, I'm a little bit messy. Or I'll just like wait to do something, you know? And Renee doesn't wait to do it. She's just ready to, you know, ready. She she wants to she wants to wash this. She wants to do her laundry, like, you know, right when she wakes up. And to me, it's like, you're not going to sit down for a second. Um, <laughs> so it's just like about the rhythms, you know? People have different rhythms. But to her, it's like, it's me. Like, yeah, why are you so slow? So, you know, I get it. It's just, that's definitely... That's, you know, fitting somebody else's rhythm in. Because there's a way I like to do, you know, a Sunday morning or whatever. And it's got I'm a lot of sitting involved in it. <laughs> a lot of laying around doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so me different. and Tiffany play this game, unbeknownst to her, where it's it's called uh, How Long Is Gonna Stay in a Fridge? Because she convinced <laughs> me. She convinced me that she eats leftovers. So I'm like, Okay. I don't even say nothing to her anymore. I just dump stuff out like two weeks. And she's like, where'd that come from? I'm like, oh, that's your food from two weeks ago. I've never said anything to you because you told me you keep it in there because you're going to eat it. So we play this game and I just, 
I'll dump stuff out without even saying it. Like I'll I'll let it sit and wait till it gets beyond the point of eating it. And now I'm like, all right, clean the fridge out. <laughs> but she oh, doesn't man. know. She doesn't know we play that game. I'm sure she has a couple of herself. I'm not. I'm not a. Uh, Virgin Mary or something as in terms of roommate. I'm sure she can come up here and tell you A to Z what she hates about what I do, but she can get her own podcast for that. <laughs> she learned about this game today. She learned. <laughs> no, I, I, I've, I've said it to her like in passing before. Right. <laughs> like I've said it to her like when I was throwing stuff out and I'll say it like laughing like because it's not a big deal to me. Like, for me, it's funny because you swear you eat leftovers and then here we are. It's like, you really don't eat leftovers. <laughs> uh. But yeah, and the other thing I wanted to uh, the springboard off of, uh, when's the first time you told a male that wasn't your family, I love you? Oh, I don't know, man. Um isn't it weird when you like have a conversation with somebody that's like it's weird for me telling my own brother, I'm like, "Hey, I love you." Oh, yeah, I love you, dog. You you, you got to try to <laughs> you got <laughs> you got to harsh it up. Well, I mean that's funny. I mean I'm pretty sure it was probably in church, you know, because um, that's funny. Like just like you say that, like because when we were growing up, sometimes in service it would be like, you know. By the end of, you know, people be worshiping and falling out and carrying on. And in the back of the church, it'd be like a whole bunch of like burly ass deacons, like <laughs> hugging in a circle, talking about, you know, I need you to survive. <laughs> I won't harm you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love you. And just crying and carrying on. So I feel like. That was a space where you could like, you know, you know, be very whatever masculine, but also express your appreciation. But yeah, you know, I guess, you know, in high school, I try, tried to get more mature and like, you know, tell people how you feel about them and stuff like that. You know, I try to I try to tell my male friends I love them as much as I can, for sure. I remember the first time uh, the first time you said it to me, hanging up the phone, I was like, uh, I don't know how to respond. I'm just going to hang up. Yeah. Like I heard it. I didn't know how to respond. heard it. Didn't know how to respond. I was like, uh, okay, hang up. Yeah, but, man. I, I gotta tell you. Gotta tell you, people. I mean, it, it, no more truer than nowadays. Where it seems like we're losing people uh, left and right quickly without thinking. Um, I'm gonna just put a pause there and say, rest in peace, Pop Smoke, young R. guy, R. way too young, old, but. It's instances like that where it brings to your mind, oh, well, your nigga's still alive. Tell him, yo, I love you, bro. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. But taking it, like, we always, and not we, as in me and you, but people just always want to talk about the good things about people after they can no longer hear them. Versus being yeah. like, no, you're still here. Nigga, no, I love you. Like, I don't care how uncomfortable it makes you feel. I need you to know, like, I love you. Period. That's it. That's it. You got to do it. I mean, it's weird. Like, you know, a lot of stuff is just like between being a man, between being a black man where you have to show up in the world in a certain way. You're not really taught that level of affection, right? Like, I grew, you know, whatever. I grew up mostly, most of my life with my mom. My mom is very affectionate. So, like, I have that. Like, I, I do want to show people love and stuff like that, but you're still not really taught, you know, to how to do that with other men. You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta just to, you know, we're kids walking through Harlem and stuff like that. You can't be a, I love you ass nigga. You know, it, it, you, <laughs> you, I'm trying to get from Lennox to Madison. Like that's not part of the agenda, you know? Um, but at certain points you have to, you got to give it up. And I think, I, I and I do think that that's part of like just culture more and more. Like I do think, People are understanding that you can't be Mr. Superhero all the time because that's how you end up a mass shooter. Like, that's how you end up. <laughs> seriously, I'm seriously just all this, oh, all the time. Like, no, man, you need to take a bath and tell somebody you love them. Like, you need to chill. Um, so I think that's that's a good, 
I think development. Yeah, I think uh, Charlemagne said it before. Uh, every black male needs therapy. Every single one. I don't think there's one black male that doesn't need therapy in terms of either what they've gone through in their personal life, where they've gone to school, um, the neighborhood they lived in. Like every, like, every black man needs therapy. Because women have this thing where they can talk for hours every day and they know what color panties their girlfriend wears for the week. And guys, <laughs> guys have this, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll open up every once, every six months, seems like we'll open up to our guy friends, but it only comes at a point of, in a therapeutic, oh, nigga, let me tell you what's going on, because I'm going through the same thing. But it's, right. and then afterwards, it's like, there's such release. And then it's like, all right, talk to you in another six months. But yeah, <laughs> time to put a cat back on that. Yeah. <laughs> Like we don't, we don't, as guys, we don't have that. Just check up and be like, "Yo, you good?" Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll let somebody be like, "Nah, I'm good, I'm good," and then we'll hang up the phone. Versus actually talking. Sorry for the therapy session. I'm sure you weren't expecting. No, no, this is good. This is important. This it, it's it's true. You do need that. Like, I still like I. I don't know. Like, I grew up with definitely a negative association with. Therapy, like when the kids that I went to school with would be like, "Oh, they have a this, they have a that." They go to there. I'd be like, "Oh, there's something wrong with them?" Like, what's you know? Yeah. Not. Um, but you know, even now, like I don't, I don't do that, and I like that's one of my goals for this year. Like, I, I would like to go for the first time. Um, I know a lot of people that go, and well, it seems to be okay. But I, I, I'm still in the thing of like, I'm gonna go in there, and they're gonna like, you know, hypnotize me. I'm gonna be acting crazy once I leave. You know, I, I'm, I'm still feel like I don't want to let somebody into my head like they could manipulate something i i do have like a i don't know like uh i do sometimes i feel like negative associations with it but i'm, I'm gonna try to get over it this year because you do need that for sure and i'd be stressed that's not good you know for um not that i frequent therapist couch but i did do it and i felt weird the first time and i even um i think after opening up to my therapist i said to i'm like when i first came in here I had this notion of Tony Soprano and a Soprano <laughs> where yeah. you don't really want to talk because you, you don't know what the heck to expect. You don't know, like, like you said, you don't want to let somebody in that you don't know. But after a while, it became like really, really, really therapeutic. Just to, I'm one of those people that my friends tell me they like to tell me stuff because I'm a vault. They can tell me they'll never hear it. But at the same token, that person that everybody can tell stuff to needs an outlet to just dispense their own crap so that they can empty up and free they, they can free up and come back to help out like or listen to everybody else. They do need this, even if it's a slow little, hey, look, let me tell you about blah 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 blah. That one person that you count on to tell everything to needs somebody to talk to about all the crap that's going on with them. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. And it's not just, you know, it's it's to get a relief. It's a, you know, everybody needs that. And it's also about health, you know, it's about health. Like, because um, you walk around with all this stress, so you have to, you have to, you know, black men, all these heart attacks and heart disease and stroke and stuff that has to do with all of that stuff that you just don't, you don't process. So got to make it, got to make an effort. I wish I can be like I'm sitting next to a therapist right now, Vince. So <laughs> you're on thank the clock. You. Thank you, thank you. Um, I saw this this question on Facebook, and mm. I I feel like you can definitely answer this because you have a daughter. Question goes: What would you do if your daughter calls you, telling you she just? killed her boyfriend because he cheated on her what um wow i would uh i would have so many more questions um it's all alleged by the way so you yeah. don't have to no i'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna land my daughter in the slammer tonight um <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know i would just try to i would try to talk her to it 
talk her through it. And uh, I would advise her to develop to develop a, a much better story than that, so that we could claim self defense. You know, um, <laughs> that would be most my most of my questions would be like, are you so? Are you sure? What you mean by cheated on you was lunged at you with a knife, correct? Um, there would be a lot of leading questions like that. That's 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 what I'm thinking. I, that's it. We're trying to keep. We're trying to keep you free now. Um, yeah, I mean, I, who, who knows? So what you're saying is he struck you, right? Right, exactly, right? You were, so you were very afraid then, correct? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, I can't watch baby girl go to jail, man. Oh, man. I, uh, I let Tiffany see that question, and she was like, I don't know. I'm like, yeah, nigga. We, I'm a James St. Patrick. This my kids ain't going end up in no stuff. No, Listen, if old girl from Full House could keep her daughter out of jail for lying in college, I can keep my kids Bro. out of the bang for uh, something they probably didn't mean to commit. But yeah, I, I would have a lot of leading questions as well, especially yeah. what is your alibi, right? Tell me that story again, but please, uh, please insert an attack. <laughs> skip this. Yeah. So what what you said when you told me the story was he came at you. Right. No, Daddy cheated. No, 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 no. I hear you. He cheated after the fact, but he came at you to stop you because you were getting enraged. Right? Is that what happened? <laughs> All that. Oh, that. oh man how is it having a teenager oh man it's it's great man it's playing sports playing basketball playing um but today actually what as we speak she might uh, be in her first track uh practice that now they're moving over to spring sports um so all of that comes into play which is good because it's you know new ways to make friends and all that i mean Teenagers, they don't really want to talk to you. That's the big difference. That's the difference. They hate you, know? you. at every uh, point in turn. They hate they you. Yeah, they, they don't want to really talk, you know. And that's fine, you know. And me and my daughter, we used to, you know, go everywhere, go together, whatever, to the movies, to the museum, to the. So then, you know, that that part of it changes, and then, but you know, I think later on, if you just if you're just there and you present yourself as somebody they could talk to. Then, hope you know, when they get older, I think it changes. You know, like I went through that. Like me and my mom definitely had our our battles. I mean, wait, more than I mean. Listen, I had a kid when I was twenty years old, so we had more than our battles. Um, but now she's somebody that I call to talk to and complain and blah blah blah. So you know, I, I think you get these cycles. Would you say unknowingly your mom is your therapist? Probably, probably, because I definitely like call her upset and carry on and. Definitely. I, to some degree, I try I, on, I would say on some occasions, like there are times when I'm like way over the edge then, you know, and I, I'll be on the phone with her or whatever, but even with her, I, you know, I probably, this is probably also not healthy, but I want to seem like, you know, I'm doing fine. I don't want her to worry about me, you know? Uh, yeah. That's how I am. I don't want, necessarily to burden somebody with my whatever even though i'm often like stressed that's even it's not even you don't even got to be a superman to like want to be one right like yeah. i'll be super stressed yeah. but i don't want to seem like uh be the person that's whatever ex expressing that you, you know essentially you don't want to weigh anybody down with your problems thinking they got crap on their own to deal with 100%. And um, especially if they've done for you your whole life, you don't want to be, be still, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, 35 and you still got to, you know, worry about me. Like that's, you know, but I think at a certain point you have to do that because that's how you build, you know, that's how you continue to grow relationships to be like, hey, listen, um, you're a person that I want to go to. I think people actually want to help you. But. Yeah, I think um, I think every parent child has that rough patch where like there's a disconnect because you're this authoritative figure. 
uh, me speaking from my own experience, no, I don't want to listen because I'm I'm of age where I feel like I can do my own thing. I don't want to go with my brother out someplace. I don't want to be a tag along. I want him to be able to go someplace and me be able to go someplace. I shouldn't have to call you when I'm out like just stupid thinking, but it's like <laughs> growing into a space where you're trying to figure out your your moves, your steps, who you are, and not necessarily that you don't want to answer to authority, but you just like, come on, fam. Yeah. I'm grown, nigga. <laughs> but that's yeah, that's like yeah, that's that's such a I don't know, that's such a thing to get over, you know, in your life. It's like I don't know, I'm always like just like you said with, with Tiffin, like I just I don't want people telling me what to do. Like <laughs> that that's how I am. Like that's I've always been. And it certainly sometimes, you know, I'm sure that pride or whatever has helped me do certain things, but it's also like blocked me from doing certain things too, you know, a lot. So that's another thing, like you said about like just what to learn when you have when you're married. One of those things is just like pride, like because you know even you could be married to somebody and still be worried. Now you're not gonna play me, like yo, that's your wife. Like <laughs> <laughs> at a certain point, you have to change that, and I certainly am guilty of that. Like, nah, you're not gonna talk to me. Like yo, like think for two seconds. Even if her tone wasn't like what you wanted, do you think she really was trying to disrespect you? Like for no reason, like y'all just woke up, really? <laughs> like what's wrong with you that you are on high alert? Like this whole point is that this is now the person that's on your team. Like you need to chill. Um, so sometimes I have to like rehearse that, you know? Now it's interesting. Um, I think in most relationships, not even in marriage, most relationships, both people spend so much time uh, prepared for attack that you you lose sight. Oh, yeah, this person we're, we're same team. You're so you're so like I want to call it Muhammad Ali on your toes, ready like you're ready to come back. You're ready right. to come back, as opposed to actually thinking, doing it, and being like, okay, well maybe we did have uh, maybe I maybe I didn't see that the right way. Maybe, like yeah. who do you talking to? Like right maybe. Yeah. <laughs> relax you can relax and this is supposed to be the person that you can relax with because like there's so much in the world that you actually do need to be like that with but you need to be vigilant and stay on your toes and make sure some so and so is not taking advantage of you like if you think about the working world and wherever else you are you know this is supposed to be a place where you can relax and yeah. get ready to do that everywhere else so gotta do it yeah i, I think um it all ties in because we don't have that like I don't want to say emotional connection, but as guys we're so uh, so chiseled and uh, in our own way about something that opening up and being vulnerable I think is something you said earlier is it takes work, but you have to put in that work to be vulnerable in front of somebody like. I think uh, the best part of being in a relationship is not having to be chiseled the entire time. It's being able to have a moment where you're like, yo, fam, I'm tired of everything and yeah. every person. Yeah. that's It's important to have that. Yeah. And I think that because women are, you know, they're social, they, the world expects different things from them and they, and they do uh have different ways of friendship that's one thing that i i find that renee is good at like teaching me how to do that you know that like um often that that partner can be the person to teach you like oh you don't get chill but right now or you could just like say that or like when we get home we could like talk about our day beyond saying well, yeah I'll, it was good you know we could actually <laughs> sit down and talk about it and then you know that that could be a whole thing and that could make us closer like that's you know, that's good. How was your day? All right. You know. Yeah, that was good. It's like, yeah, you know, like, like I've got stories, so you might you need to say more than that. <laughs> that's, that's Do you, have you have you ever flipped a script and come in the house and just been like, so let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean more and more, like I try I try to. Like it's weird because my work is so solitary in the first place. And that's part of my problem um, is that 
um, like I'm, I'll just be at home all day trying to finish something that I'm writing or whatever. And so I'm by myself. So everything I would say is just like about how stupid I am, you know? It's not like I'm having like arguments with people at work or this and that. It's just like, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't fix, I couldn't do this, I couldn't do that. I, da, 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 da. But, um, and so there are times where like, I don't know how to express that. So I'm just like, oh, whatever, it was all right. But I'm trying to learn how to articulate that, you know, like to say, I had this problem in my work and I was feeling worried about it. So then I went in the cupboard and ate mad granola for no reason. And then <laughs> down again. And then, you know, there used to be a Reese's in the fridge and I ate that too. Cause then I was worried again. And like, um, and, but explain it in a way that says like, and then I figured that problem out, you know, and, um, cause sometimes people can't help you with stuff that they don't, they're not experiencing. Like that's outside of their experience. So you have to, Part of the reason that you tell them, you know, you explain it is to then you give them the tools to help you. You know, you teach them how to help you by putting words to stuff. Sometimes like uh, when I'm trying to communicate with Tiffany, I feel like uh, any any YouTube clip or any uh, person that's become famous uh, in the hood speaking to the news, any ignorant person. Sometimes I feel like that person that's. Yeah, dog. So, uh, you know what had happened was, um, and then, um, this <laughs> other joint, like sometimes that's how I feel when I'm talking to her. Cause it's like, yo, I haven't really grasped how to just release it to you and let you deal with it. I'm still trying to protect it even while it's on its way out. So it's like, yeah. So, uh, right. Um, <laughs> and around like three. Right. And it's like, fam, just, 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 just say what I was saying, man. You don't have to sound cool while you say it. You could have said it. And that's the that's the tough part. Everybody wants to be Johnny Bravo or uh, Uncle Jesse cool. Yeah. And like you want to be that like with your wife who like already, trust me, knows how cool you're not. <laughs> like she loves you and she thinks you're cool, but she also knows that you're not always cool. So you might as well just, you know, be a human being for a second. Oh man, uh, I've really enjoyed this great conversation. You, man. Hey, man, listen, I don't want to tell you we should do this more often because that's something that goes unsaid, and yeah. I feel like everybody uses that when they don't really see. Oh man, we, we should get up, and no one ever gets up. Yeah, but it's true though. Uh, do you have a show suggestion before we cut out of here? Oh. I, well, the things I'm watching, there's two things I'm watching a lot, uh, both on HBO, actually. One is the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which is just always one of my favorite shows. Love uh, love that show. Le- love Larry David. Uh, really interesting how they're trying to, like, address the... They're kind of trying to address Me Too and the whole um, the men and women in the workplace, but through this... Through Larry David, who, of course, doesn't know how to do anything right, so he's always getting everything wrong. Um <laughs> So I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to, you know, keep an eye on how they're, whether that's being successful or not, but it's hilarious in the meantime. And then the other one is, I don't know if you ever watched The Young Pope. It had Jude Law. No, I I keep seeing that uh, on HBO and I'm like, I should probably watch that. Yeah. So the first like season of it or whatever you want to call it, it's kind of like a mini series, but whatever. The first part of it was called Young Pope and that's like its own kind of season. And the new one um, is called The New Pope. and to give it just a very like i guess you i would i'll just talk about the first season because it would spoil it to talk about the second one but um this it's like the first like american pope this young guy named lenny Bellardo. he comes in he's the pope and he's this like crazy like conservative like mean pope that everybody's just trying to figure out but he has these like he's had this hard childhood and he's trying to figure that out even as he's the pope and it's super good it's 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 very weird and abstract, um, but it's cool. It's very, it's very cool. How about you? What do you, what do you watch? Uh, I'm gonna keep it HBO. Uh, McMillions. Oh, I watched. Where I'm on that too. I, I there's one the the most recent one I haven't watched, but yo, yo, McMillions. And the only reason why 
I got so caught up, not only in the title, but I watched a little trailer for it, and I was like, no, I'm sold. Nigga, I'm sold. I'm here. I'm here for the rest of the, the series. Um, I remember giving, well, one, Monopoly is one of my favorite games ever. Yeah. So, couple that with McDonald's, and nigga, you got me sold. Hook, line, and singer. And I remember that contest. Nigga, every year, I was trying every to go year. to every McDonald's on 125th Street to get Boardwalk and Park Place, so I can win a million dollars and be out. I, I'm so stupid. I wasn't even trying to win the million. I just wanted the Sega Saturn. <laughs> I'm out here trying to get the yellow ones, like Ventnor and shit. Like, that's what I was focused on. <laughs> Sega. And I, I, I was just like, I had the board pasted it on there. So to find out it was rigged, I was like, oh, I got to see this. I have to see this. Crazy. That is a good that is a good one. People gotta watch that. Yeah. If you haven't watched McMillions, it is about that whole Monopoly game being a scandal and being rigged. And it just pissed me off. Uh I'm not gonna go into it too much, but it pissed me off because I kept saying these white people always catch a lick and we never always never always even when we think we got a, a chance to win some some shit. Nope. Somebody's got it on lock. This country is a scam. But yeah. McDonald's. Down to the McDonald's. Down to the goddamn McDonald's. That's probably why I don't eat it that much right now. Because I just feel like <laughs> it's just like, come on. You disappointed me, Ronald. You know that um you know when um Cat Williams he finds out that somebody choked on a chicken bone, a black person, he was like, a nigga chicken? Like just the <laughs> Betrayal, <laughs> the betrayal that like the, the bond between black people and chicken. That's how I feel about like McDonald's. Really, you betrayed yeah. us too. Oh man, how could you, you rat bastard? Just terrible. We we ate your McRib, nigga. We ate your exactly. goddamn McRib. Arch Deluxe, you 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 name it, I had it. And this is how you this is how you thank us by yeah. rigging a gut. Yeah. That's my show, McMillions. If you haven't watched it, it's only three episodes in, but I think it's a six-part series. It's really, 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 really good. Um, but yeah. Uh, thank you, kind sir. Thanks for having me, sir. Hanging out. We'll, we'll have to get you up here again. Um, Can't wait. When Melisa's <laughs> returns. Um, anything you want to plug? Uh, no, not, not yet. I mean, you could check out my writing at the, at you know, newyorker.com, but otherwise chilling, man. Light flex. Okay. I see how you picked that up. You dropped a couple names over there. Uh, that's the only thing. The, that's the only thing to plug. Writer for the New Yorker. Okay. Go after <laughs> this. That's it. Uh, my guy, uh, enjoy your weekend folks. Get your excuses ready. Um, uh, Monday is fastly approaching. Your boss doesn't need to know that you got <laughs> mesothelioma. She doesn't need to know what that is. Just listen. <laughs> I got it. I'm not going to be able to come to work. My mesothelioma is acting up. My meso is acting up. up. Shut up. <laughs> my my, my leoma is acting up. That's what you tell him. My leoma is acting up. I ain't going to be able to be there. But uh, appreciate y'all for listening. And like always... That's all I have. Oh!